five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Totally healthy. Had a major stroke or heart attack a month ago and passed, which is the way to go for the person experiencing it. But for the family, it's hard because it's a a huge shock. You don't have closure. I mean, you can't say bye. They're just gone. Where with my dad, he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And at least we had the opportunity to say our goodbyes and spend the last couple of months with them and, yeah. and talk about good things and bad things. And you know, there, there's not a right or wrong way to go. It's like, it, you're, it's not a choice. You just hope for something is good for all. And you're, know. and you're, uh, and then the other, uh, not the other, but to the, uh, yeah, the other extreme of dying suddenly would be a prolonged illness yeah. of like, you know, multiple years. Like my grandmother, my grandmother died of ALS. Mm-hmm. And her whole uh, muscular system just deteriorated, leaving her, saw her brain a captive inside of her lifeless body. And we kept her alive. My grandfather kept her alive for, I don't know, five years. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it was very, very difficult. And then I finally, think going in your sleep would be the best way. That's what I'm saying. The idea of like, my dad my dad went like that, you know. He had a lung condition and... Uh, I thought he had cancer. No, no, he had. Uh, well, he had a lung condition since birth called alpha one antitrypsin. Mm-hmm. Like the lung um, produces these two enzymes, trypsin and antitrypsin. Mm-hmm. Trypsin um, fights the, the disease. Yeah, trypsin fights the disease. Antitrypsin ca- uh, counters out the trypsin to keep the, the level correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had too much antitrypsin. So that started to take over. It, it, it canceled the disease uh, attacking enzyme of trypsin. And they should also, have called it trypsinitis. Trypsinitis. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot more, a lot more easy. Cut out all those trypsin. And it basically started to eat his lung capacity away. And then. Uh, but he. And that started birth? He had it. He had it. It's a genetic thing. Okay. You don't have it, do you? I don't. I don't think so, because you can yell and speak louder than anyone I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my sister doesn't have it, thank God. Um, but he, back to the original thing, he um, he got to the point of 65, and if he got um, a wound even, if he, if he banged his leg, it could be bad, because he had like mm-hmm. thin blood and everything and thin skin. But he actually, he contracted, I think, pneumonia. And pneumonia or some sort of like fever like that, some is a big thing. He went to the hospital and he was and he died in hours. I think that's like like most things. If you have a pre-existing condition, yeah, it's something that comes later that ends up making everything worse, and that's what you end up. You that's what they diagnose you dying from whatever that ailment, not the ailment, but what what you got later. Yeah. You know, the, the the underlying condition is the thing that really kills you. Yes. You know, it's like uh, like COVID, like COVID, correct. I mean, uh, I, that 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 always struck me. Like, how do you calculate all these COVID deaths? You know, it's like oh, he died of COVID. All right, did he die of COVID or, he, or did he have like diabetes? And then he had these underlying conditions, and then the COVID sort of well, majority of the people the did have underlying conditions. Yeah, yeah. Whether they're whether they're 
my age, whether they're 10, whether they're 75. Well, perfect, I'm a, I'm perfect example. Of like, old age. Perfect example. My father, who died a little over a year ago. Yeah. We, you know, we spoke of that earlier. They had stage four brain cancer from a melanoma. If he contracted COVID, even though when you have stage four brain cancer, you're kind of a goner, unfortunately. Yeah. And he was going to die from that. But if he caught COVID, was let's it COVID say, that killed him or was it? Yeah, let's say flash forward like, you know, six months in the middle of a pandemic, you know, was it the actual, you know, before COVID, you actually died of real, real diseases. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally belittling COVID because it does have some sort of killing power, but I think the its power has gotten exaggerated. It didn't help your current situation if you had a pre-existing condition. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. That's for sure. It's like having Corona. A, it's like I think it's like having a hangover and being out in the sun the next morning with no water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Wearing a mask. Is it the sun? That you? Or was it like you know the case of beer you drank the night before? You, know, you didn't just necessarily set yourself up for success. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a nice, nice intro. Uh, Matthew Jager, uh, uh, I was a longtime friend, but a good friend of mine. Um, and he's sitting across from me. So welcome to the pillars. Well, thank you for having me. Amen, brother. This is actually our, our second attempt. We had some uh, technical two. difficulties. Yeah, that's co- that's that's code for like the host doesn't really know still episode thirty nine exactly what he's doing. But as long as I see squiggly lines, it's recording. Well, it was a good <laughs> test because I've never done a podcast before, so mm-hmm. you know, now I feel very comfortable. Good, good trial run then. So what's going on, big guy? All is good. All is good. We started talking about divorce. We can get back on that train. We can talk we go about from COVID co- to divorce. <laughs> talk about world health, AIDS, diabetes. They both, they both impact you in a negative way. So, <laughs> so there's two things that are. Well, I would say this. I think we are. I would say this about you. You're a pretty positive, happy, jolly individual. And right. I think the same thing about me. Mm-hmm. So I think. For us to be able, we can talk about some heavy stuff, but like uh, as I've seen, or it was a St. John's uh, recommendation or quote says, in conversations, especially in serious conversations, a sense of humor is always appreciated. Yes. (laughs) You know, so keeping levity, because we're on this little tiny dot. Do you remember who who stated that? Do you remember? An old professor of mine. I think it's Steve Van Lucien. But you didn't go to St. John's. St. John's College. Okay. In Annapolis. Annapolis. In Santa Fe. The Great Books Program in that corner over there. Shout out Matt Tropio. Get on the show, man. We need Matt on the show to talk about cicadas. <laughs> Which, by the way, I thought... You know so. he's all over that. I was convinced and heard and read that cicadas were supposed to be here by now. They're still not here. I just saw a red story today that uh, they got the year... They, they counted incorrectly. It's going to be next year. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> but, like, come on. I see the holes and everything. Yeah, they're coming. Well, no, I, I read up that it has to be a constant temperature of 64 uh, degrees in the, the, in the soil, soil for yeah. the cicadas to say, hey, it's time to come It's time out. to party. It's but, time. It's a big orgy. And two and, a, two and a half weeks ago, we had warm temperatures a couple of days when it was 80 and then it went lower. But yeah. it's been these cold days. I think I they said, you know what? It's time to. Sustained warm air temperatures allow for the soil. It's like almost like the warming of water, of the ocean. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It needs time to to warm up and cool down, I would think. You know? Well, time will tell if they might be here next week. They're freaky. They're freaky. <laughs> I got no problem. Those those red beady eyes. Do you remember where you were last time? And as a twenty oh four, 
2003, I believe. We're getting we're a little too light with the topics. Well, we'll it's get every back, seven, we'll get it's back a, to the force in a minute, but let's continue. We're all, to say we're all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's the idea of it. Um, it was 2003 or four, right? Or five? Something like that? The what? Uh, Cicada? last Cicada. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the divorce in a minute. <laughs> that's fine. I like Cicada talk. Uh, do you remember it? I do. So you I mean, actually, we can, let me. We can no, I, take, I take that back. I don't remember the last time. I remember previous. In the eighties, I, I think it was nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty eight. Yes, I remember that time. That's I was what like I six or seven. Because when you're younger, see, in eighty seven, I was thirteen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's when you remember everything. Yeah, I remember hanging out with Megan McNamara. Okay. Know that name? Yes, I do. She was here yesterday, just hanging out. Um, but we, uh, I was at her house, and they were on the fence, we were flicking it off the thing, they're on the gate, they're everywhere. <laughs> we're getting like bats, the biggest bats we can find, and just like hit, trying to hit home runs. And yeah. Well, the nice thing about cicadas is they're loud, or at least the males are, calling the females, but they don't sting you. Mm-hmm. They don't bite. Mm-mm. They're just loud and obnoxious. Yeah. And do you know the male cicada, from the time they go up and come out of their shell, the only thing they do is mate. And die. They don't even eat. Hmm. I didn't know that. I, you know, I googled it, like everyone googles everything. But <laughs> so that's that. That sounds like a pretty sad life. Yeah. Get, not- get up, search for a mate. You don't even have time to eat. Perform Achieve your duty and, and, and go away. What if you can't mate? Man, you couldn't even do the only thing that you're born to do <laughs> is get it done. <laughs> it's a family show, but you know, talking cicadas. Uh, um, so they spend. I don't get it. They they germinate for seventeen years. I think it's thirteen years. Okay. Well, what's the seventeen business? I mean, they, I it's know. every seventeen. They emerge every seventeen. You're one year away from being able to vote. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, like it takes them that long to. I don't know. I need Matt on the show. Matt. Get your butt out of the outdoors. Outdoor, we can come back here and educate me and the rest of the universe on cicadas. Okay. On to uh, divorce. <laughs> so cicadas and divorce. All right, but the segue was, okay, last time they were around was probably when you uh, first got married. I did, which was, was the year? 2003. There you go. Boom. June, Drop the mic. June 6th. 2003, which cool. was a Friday. Cool. In Nolens, Louisiana. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Love Betsy. Love Betsy. Which, you, you for know. everyone out there, my ex-wife, her name is Betsy. Yes. And she's a nice lady. Yeah, it's not the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Well, her real name is Elizabeth. But, cool. You know, she goes by Betsy. Betsy. Like she had multiple names for me, depending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but, uh. It's you know we talked earlier off air. We're not going to get too far into it, but like the thing about it is like as you mentioned, uh, you guys have a very nice cordial um, relationship now. Can I say what? Can I interrupt you real quick? Of course. You know, you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago. You know, I was talking to you about this this podcast you're doing, which is awesome. Thank you. But I think it's healthy for people to hear other people having conversations about things that yeah. people don't normally talk about yeah. to other people. Yeah. Everyone likes to talk about fun things, happy things. You know, in our case, you know, two minutes ago, cicadas. Yeah. But 
it's good to talk about challenges that people go through in their life and if the outcome is good or bad and what they've learned from the experience and maybe they can help someone else in the future. Unfortunately, like we, we were talking about earlier, the numbers for divorce are close to 50%. Yeah. They haven't always been like that. I don't think the numbers are that high until really the, the mid seventies. People just didn't do it. They figured it out or they just stayed married, but there's a good chance or we should say 50, 50% chance, which is kind of scary statistically in the United States that you might not make it. Mm-hmm. You might not make it as a loving married couple. And, you know, because there are some people that will be affected by that. I think it's good to, if I can help anyone in any way, yeah. or sometimes people just like to hear a story of what someone went through. And maybe in a weird way, it's good that even though I'm remarried now and very happy and, get along with my ex-wife, talk about it, and it, it might help me too. Amen. Amen. Um, I mean, people, yes, it's uh, it's not something you're going to talk about at, like, the club after golf or whatever. Maybe, maybe you will. Well, I, I, talk, like, I, I talk a lot, you know, about, about a lot of things. And I think from the get-go, when we did finally decide to separate slash divorce, we weren't sure yet. I think it's the key thing to getting through any issue or, or problem in your life is to talk to talk about it. Talk to people. Don't hold it inside. You have to talk about it. If you keep it inside, it turns into a monster and it keeps growing and growing. And the longer you keep it inside, you're feeding the monster. You got to deal with it. The more the monster will, it will eat you. You know, it's like that's the whole idea of therapy. You know, it is. But just to give anyone <laughs> who will be listening to this uh, a quick. Uh, Intro of what my marriage was is my wife and I met in college. Uh, it was in in Florida. Graduated in '99. She graduated in 2002. We moved back to Washington D.C. in 2002. We were married in 2003. We were married for 15 years. Had children later than most. We didn't have children to 2010. We had our son Matthew in 2010 and Eleanor in 2013, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Overall, was the marriage were there ups and downs? No, I wouldn't say that. It was, it was a healthy marriage. We didn't have any problems or major concerns that most married people didn't have. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you marriage is a gamble. Most 50, people 50, 50 yeah, gamble. Yeah, majority of people get married. They are late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. I think the norm now is almost 32 or 33. Mm-hmm. Or in you know, some people case sitting across the desk from me, you know, 39, <laughs> which is fine. Bold age. Yeah. But, and I didn't know this when I decided to get engaged and actually was married probably for the first five years, but I actually read it. You hope to meet a person that you can grow with. And like I said earlier, it's a gamble. You don't. You, you hope those people, you compliment each other, and over the years you grow together, and you count. And sometimes that just doesn't happen. And a lot of times it happens, and then people grow apart, and they figure it out. And there's back and forth. I mean, I don't think there's any marriage where there isn't sometime a few months, or possibly a few weeks, or even a year where they're 
things are great, but they figure yeah. it out, and yeah. some don't. In our case, we didn't. It's not a sign of a failure. It's just it just didn't work out. I mean, as you said, it's a gamble, um, and every he- I think to- most healthy relationships and most. If you're married or not married, still go through times when like, ah, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I doing? It? But you, but the fact that you, you work through it, the fact that you're married, should, um, if you are having difficulties, um, help both parties to be like to work hard to make it work. You know, well, you and try that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not speaking specifically to you. Um, I mean, I'll tell you this. If you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, it's like, all right, yeah, we're breaking up. And then they get back together and they break up. They get back together and they break up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a healthy cycle at all. Well, that's also dating, though. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Boyfriend, girlfriend dating, mm-hmm. you know. But the good thing about the uh, commitment of marriage, I would say, is that you are uh, you're more vested. It's like, let's work mm-hmm. this thing out. Let's work this thing out. Let's work this thing out. But at some point... You know, if it's the case, sometimes they get work gets worked out. It's a but business. It's case, it, it is a business deal. Yeah, yeah. To it, tell you the truth, yeah. it's a wonderful business deal because mm-hmm. you love the other person, and hopefully that person loves you too. Obviously, they do because you wouldn't be getting married. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't know. You don't know. If and and and, the, and you say the word gamble. I'm I'm repeating it. A gamble can sometimes have a negative connotation. But all we're saying, yeah, all all we're saying, and all a lot of people know. Is that um, you don't? It's hard to tell the future. You, you're you're happy in the present. You feel strong in the present, but uh, people change, and if they change in different directions, then it's not a negative thing. Well, people change because things in their life change. Some are controlled. Some are are not. Some some by choice. Some are not, which include. Decisions for work, where you want to live, or children. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole children thing. Like, mm-hmm. Who was I talking to earlier today? Um, I think it was actually Megan McNamara last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be friends with somebody, and you could do a lot of things. You can hang out and go places. You can golf. You can have dinner. But like, once you start, as you to take your phrase, to do business or something with them, you find out the, another side. Sometimes you can find another side of them. Um, and the similar sort of thing when you your kids are introduced to the situation. Um, there's no uh, dress rehearsal for that, you know. There's no practice for that, and hopefully, you know your your loved one well enough to be confident that you'll parent the same way and it won't become a, a wedge. Um, Very true. But you just some point you don't know you don't know how like. Uh, how, you don't know how what it feels like to drive a car until you drive a car. You don't. I mean, it, children are the most unbelievable blessing in the world. They truly are. Let's speak of the I mean, yes. I love it. Yeah. But if you want to talk about human beings that change a lot, children change a lot. Because yeah. Because they're growing. Rapidly. As adults, Rapidly. As adults we still... We grow, once you're an adult, you start growing older. <laughs> as we talked about earlier, like... <laughs> Growth, right? Like development? Like, no, nah, just kind of a children, one year, uh, one number a year. Children grow and get bigger and taller and change and further develop into wonderful, hopefully, uh, people. But unfortunately, we just get old. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I mean, 
I would say my argument would be a kids keep us young, and to be be around. I'm so blessed to be with Debbie and her kids, um, and I've been with kids my whole professional life, you mm-hmm. know, um, and their interests, whether I whether I wanted it or not, I signed up or not when I was 23, became my interests because I was around them around the clock teaching and stuff like that um that we're kind of i I, I didn't i didn't know i wanted to teach you know when did you realize you wanted to teach (laughs) probably three four years in i knew i had a great time in modern day and i didn't know what i wanted to do and that i i I, I graduated what year 96 from md i should say this i i yeah i definitely enjoyed my time there but i noticed the teachers seem to be having a lot of fun doing what they're doing. And uh, I have memories of like Chris Abel mm-hmm. welcoming me to modern day. And I shake his hand, stand right next to my dad. And I'm looking at my un- like my untied shoes, shaking his hand. He's like, look me in the eye. I'll never forget it. You know, grabbed my hand hard and kind of pulled, pulled toward a little bit. I was like, okay. Um, and I get out of Duke. Uh, I was fortunate enough they uh, they gave me a spot there for part time and they signed me up full time the next year, but I didn't know that I, that was my calling. It was that it was calling me to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's a gamble. Yeah, well, life's a gamble. Yeah. You know, um, and it paid off. It worked out. It paid off. I loved it. I still love it. I still around kids all the time. That's one of the reasons why Debbie and I are together. Mm-hmm. You know, to stick on the divorce topic. Um, you know, Debbie was in a, a marriage of 10 years, and I'm sure it was fine sometimes, but it, it they seemed to, as you say, to grow in different directions, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started talking to Debbie about it uh, back 2019, and... Uh, when did you all meet? November 2019. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm, I am universally fascinated by relationships just people in general i'm a very mm-hmm. people curious sort of person and then the height of what it means i guess to be a person would be person when a person gets to another person and has a a relationship of mm-hmm. significance like a marriage you know and then why it doesn't work um so i me being the curious freaking i don't know like Digger than I am, like started to ask her questions, and uh, I found out she was unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been. My, how, my dad always said, "Like you bring in, you bring in stray cats. You will bring in stray cats. Mm-hmm. Like something about people that um, seem like." What, what did you say? That, what did you say when you you say, he met Matropia? That's it. It's <laughs> a stray lion. Mangy. Yeah. <laughs> Street alley alley cat. How about that alley cat? Uh, but uh, trip. That's no offense. Again, we just like bringing up hey, our podcast. Don't shout out because we love you so much. And and that's there are no truer words have been spoken yet on this podcast. Maybe so. Well, we're trying to lure him in. Maybe so. Yeah. But we freaking love Matropia because he's got so much love to give. You know. Um, Sorry to take well, that no, no, no. We like these. We like digressions. Digressions. Um, but the essence is like, yeah, to keep the, 
the, the thread and like, circle back in, which we're doing. So, like, I couldn't help but, like, be curious about what is going on with Debbie. And uh, we started talking and uh, talking through some tough stuff. And she um, got, got divorced and they kept talking and we fell in love. And you know what, too? You were a fresh face. Yeah. I think uh, I what, what I mean? Showered and shaved. Well, I don't, I don't mean that. I mean, Club man. Yeah. <laughs> Club man's good. Oh, man. I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> Douse this mic. But no, she saw, you know what? I think she saw you as a young man. You know, you're much younger than I am. I turned 46 this past Saturday. You're 39, you said, right? Correct. I thought you were. My dad right. My dad was, was 39 for like five years. <laughs> but no, I think it's. Excuse me. I'm just kind of. No, say it. I, could, I, know, I think I know. What you're I, I think she was attracted to you because you were fresh. You you didn't have any baggage. Mm-hmm. You didn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. She had children. And when you add both of those into the equation, if you're going to get married again or, or, and remarry, you were like a fresh slate. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Start- and she knew that you. Love children because obviously you do because you taught yeah. children for years in modern day. Correct. You ran a camp which is very successful. Yes, and, it, but we yeah. we started all honestly as friends for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and the conversations on the phone and stuff um, obviously <laughs> brought us closer. But it started truly as it's like a what the what is wrong. Yeah, what can can I help in any way? And uh, now, so when you you first met her, and you guys were talking about just everything and over the moon, yeah. Did you want? Did you see yourself dating her, or did you just think, oh, this is a nice girl? Well, I, I, I mean, I knew she was like married. I didn't want to, you know, drive. I got to like, drive a wedge into it. You know, mm-hmm. I want to. Um. I, I think I think that she and her ex like like did try for mm-hmm. um you know to make things work you know but uh, I think the ship was sailed and uh, uh, I, I let her I helped her sort of fig, uh, figure out the next steps you know mm-hmm. that she should take to uh, how long, for, how long for how long did they try before they ended up saying you know what I'm gonna I don't. I don't know. Quits like you think a year and a half, two years. I don't know. Did they go to counseling or? They did. They did. Yeah. They did. Well, I mean, I did too. That's what everyone does. Usually, mm-hmm. if you're going to get divorced, yeah, you go through. How did that work out for you and Beth? We tried it for probably around two years. I mean, I don't want to get. No, there's personals yeah. you want with Betsy, but I don't want to. No, no, it's know. fine. Listen, there's. <laughs> I don't think there is a. <laughs> I don't think anyone would be shocked that if someone getting ended up getting divorced tried to rectify the the marriage and, and tried to go to counseling to a marriage counselor to to fix it. That's what most yeah. people do. Yeah, because if you both have an invested interest, you, you have, to make two, it work you have out. kids but, and stuff, and it's like, I mean, yeah, it, it, at no, first I I I thought I'm like we knew we had issues in the marriage and Betsy and I maybe this is women just think very. They're they're smart this way, and they see the bigger pictures. Let's go talk to someone and see if we can figure it out. And we did. We went. I don't know if we figured it out. Mm-hmm. There, there were up times and down, up days and bad days. But 
overall, it, it didn't work, mm-hmm. you know? And in some ways, if there's anyone out who's listening to this, if, if you were going through what I went through, you know, five year, five and a half years ago, go get, go to marriage counseling. Try to figure it out. Talk to, talk to your friends, but don't talk to them too much because your friends will end up telling you what you want to hear. Correct. You want to get a professional opinion for a person that said, you know what, I'm in college now. Actually, I want to become a psychologist and help people yeah. uh, become a marriage counselor. Or, you know, yeah. Talk to someone who knows what they're talking about and is unbiased and going to give you a real opinion. And try it. Everything that is important and matters to you is hard work. Yeah. And if it's important, it doesn't it, come easy. I don't know if it's my rule of thumb or, but after about two years, we're like, you know what? This isn't working out. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Yeah. And I wanted to keep working or working on it. Yeah. Because I think men by nature, we're, we're fixers. Yeah. We want things just to be okay. We don't want too much change. And, you know, Betsy said, no, I just, we both deserve to be happy. And this isn't, you know, we have two kids. Of course, you know, through my mind, oh, God, you know, the kids will be affected. But at this time, the kids, they were still young. They were, you know, uh, Matthew's probably six and Eleanor was uh, three. But so we we started the process, but, yeah. you know, we yeah. both uh, hired lawyers. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us wanted to move out of the house, mm-hmm. which is usually the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we wanted to come to a good agreement. But it took us two years. It took us two years to get divorced. And which we tried, is a long time. We tried to. Well, what's it's a it makes it much longer too when. You know you're getting separated or or probably divorced, and you're still living in in the house, house. with the hus the husband or wife are still living in the same house. I mean the the, yeah. the, the thing that you bring up a couple of things that I've, I've I've heard I think number one uh, um talk to your friends but don't talk to them too much you know because they're going to tell you what exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. Because they'll get your back, and the other person's friends will get their back. I mean, and and, and it's a net zero between the, between that. And number two is um, talk to I me. Mean, talking to, and that brings me to this other point of talking to a therapist. You know, there's there's probably it's easier. I call them life coaches when I went through that. That's fine. Yeah, life coach. Um, you, can, you can give it a name. I got no problem with. The, yeah, whatever. Right, just talk to somebody that that you doesn't know. They're you that person, well, like when you have it, that, that listens well. Yes, you know. And it's, and they're, they're similar to the. But when you have a headache, you take Advil. They're, yeah, they're your Advil. They help you get through something. That they act like the care. They don't really care that much. They want you to pay them. Yeah, but they're going to give you the best advice they got. There's a quote, and it relates to uh, I think conversation too. Mm-hmm. Huh, it's right here in my in my little like planner journal thing. I write entirely to find out what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Joan Didion. I'm not quite sure who she is. Yeah, maybe she's she's probably an author. Anyway, um, sometimes you talk. I, I think talking is a similar active process that you talk to find out what you're thinking. Yes. and and also especially when you're with, um. Someone that, you know, you don't know, which gives you like kind of like makes you feel comfortable after a while. You feel comfortable 
um, and you're talking what is on the inside and you leave the thing and you're like, I, I've said more than I thought I was going to say while driving over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that active process, it's called therapy or life coaching or just a conversation. If you have a, a good friend that you can find in that can be, you know, and go both ways of the street. Um, as a way for you to uh, figure out a little bit, figure get yourself closer to your personal truth. Well, it regrounds you. It brings uh-huh. you back into the uh, present. And also, like yesterday, Megan McNamara is here, right? Uh-huh. Debbie and I had a little bit of a difference outside. Okay, and uh, have a third party there. So if I asked her, she'd say. You were wrong, and he, she was right. <laughs> yeah, she's always right. Which, which, if there are any women listening to this, <laughs> I, I will admit this on the, the podcast. <laughs> not, not, to, not in person to most people, but normally 99%, or no, 90% of the time, we are wrong, and you guys are right, but we don't like to let you know that. <laughs> yeah, not, not full disclosure. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um. <sighs> By the way, it took me 15 years of marriage to figure that out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> time, you know, time answers all questions. So, are, I guess, what I'm saying, are, are we that, we're on the shrink topic now? Yeah, yeah. Or life no, coaches? We're, or, now what? we're on the topic of like uh, a three way conversation. Okay. Having me, let's say me, you, Debbie, right? Mm-hmm. It somehow is like easier to say something that's about Debbie to you when you're present than it is for me to say it right to her face. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever. Does that make sense? Well, when you have an audience, people can't react to what they're saying because they, there's it, it's around. it's not as I mean when you're one on one, you're obviously it's intimate, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like boom, you're looking at the eye, and it just like it, it makes it uh, yeah, it takes off, it takes away, it lightens the pressure, and you can you can say more mm-hmm. freely. What I'm saying was that for like couples for couples therapy, you know, mm-hmm. you got that one this one person, and you might not. Your spouse, or whatever, you talk to them much because you just don't get along. You haven't got along for a while. Mm-hmm. But going and talking, basically to the therapist and the other person hears, it's like this. It's like a triangle sort of deal, um, and uh, allows for honest, an honest purging sort of thing. Well, you, you get to speak your truth mm-hmm. or what you're feeling, mm-hmm. but instead of keeping it in, this all came back to like you saying. Um, Talk. You gotta get it. Talk. Out. You gotta get it. Talk. You, talk about if, if it's going to talk. If it's talking going to, about divorce. If it's going to talk about to a therapist or the best way to get it out though is through exercise. When I was going through my divorce, you know, at Wilson Pool in uh, DC, I have a fifty meter pool, and I'm a pretty avid swimmer. Yeah, and I go there three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because it was set at fifty meter. Watch that drink, mm-hmm. and. I'd swim a minimum of 1,600 meters or usually 2,000 meters, which is a little over a mile. And it brought me back to reality, you know? Yeah. I think the best thing you can do when you're stressed out or going through anything that if it's divorce or death or a bad day at work or your kids making you mad or, you know, spouses are uh, making other spouses Angry? Mm-hmm. Go do something active. You get the blood flowing. You get it going. What do you think? It, what do you think it is? I mean, I have my own sort of theory on this, and I totally agree. Well, I'm a runner, and uh, it's amazing what a, a run or any case or a swim what a workout would do for you. 
It does. What do you think it is? That what's the magic there? You say get your blood flowing. Yes. I don't know. I I just know. I think, I think it does come down scientifically. To get your blood when flowing. you're having a weird or bad day, or you're yeah. stressed out, or the last thing you want to do is, is go run or yes. go swim. Yes. But if you force yourself to do it, it's amazing how after you do it, you feel great. It's unbelievable. I that, think you just yes, get the blood flow. Correct. It's, um, it's, it it's, clears it's very the brain. interesting that you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, your body is telling you not to do the one thing that your body really fucking needs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the best medicine. It is. Um, and I think it do- it does, it is to, as simply and biologically as it gets the blood flow, more blood and oxygen via the blood gets, gets pumped to your brain. Mm-hmm. And the more oxygen in your brain, the better your brain snaps and functions, you know? And I run with no music and no nothing. And I'm like, all right, what's on my mind? I started thinking about one thing. It goes to another, another, another. Total stream of consciousness. And uh, sometimes I have ideas that are outlandish. Mm-hmm. They're way over the top because of my adrenaline's pumping. I have to say I'm not surprised. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I act them. Sometimes I don't. But I usually... I don't know. Almost every, almost to every run, there's some nugget of truth that I finished the run with I didn't have in the beginning, and uh, I usually, you know, it's very it's very impactful for what I'm dealing with on any given day or week or whatever. Can I tell you what I think? The reason it's a positive outcome. Yes. Let me tell you what I think it is, please. And you know. It's not because the shrink told me this, or, or you know, I yeah. read it in a book. I just yeah. experienced it because I swim. Yeah, it's when you get to that period. If you had a stressful day, even a great day, but you, any physical activity, there's a point where you're in the now, and you're not thinking about anything. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it. Yeah. I think that's why sports. Zone? That's why play in the zone. That's why playing sports as a child, or even sports as you're older, people play golf or they play tennis. In that moment, you're you're doing something that's taking you your mind off of all the stresses in your life or things that are going on, and you're just focused on that one thing. And that's why I think every time someone finishes physical activity, it's because they had that moment. It could have been thirty seconds, five minutes. Or, or, or 30 minutes, but it gave them a, a, a time to have a break from thinking. Mm-hmm. And they just focused on one thing, as opposed to all the other stuff that was going on. Yeah. I, <laughs> for me, it's like, it, I'm just, I'm running, not running to like a point of like. Which, folks, by the way, somehow we went from divorce to, to exercising. Which, uh, you know, I mean, it's it, we. What? However, we made the segue. If I, if I, if I, <laughs> if I was reincarnated, I would open up a gym with a law firm, divorce law firm, right next to it. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. And childcare. Hey, yeah. you look like you need help. Yeah. Yeah. I would just have it'd be a one stop shop. Yeah. One stop shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With counseling, yeah. Well, all right. So, quick aside, like <laughs> my friend in from Santa Fe, listen to it, Brett. Lubayeski, shout out. Lubayeski? Lubayeski. Mm-hmm. Brett in the high desert. I'm coming for you in July. You know what that means. Um, he read this book. It's like 10 things to do. Maybe he saw just a list. To be depressed. 
the number one thing mm-hmm. to do if you want to be depressed is what? Wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to it. Full circle. Wear a mask in August when it's 92 degrees outside. Oh, my God. That, 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 they got to rewrite the thing because this thing was written a few years back. <laughs> but what do you think it is? Oh, like, What's the number one thing, thing that makes to, you depressed? To, do, to, be dep- to be not happy is to not work to, out. To not work out and probably <laughs> not socialize with anyone for a yeah. long period of time. Yeah. To be, to be isolated? Yeah. I mean, uh, Aristotle. It was Aristotle. I, actually, I'd say that probably the, the number one thing to make you depressed would be lack of sleep. Yeah. That will stress you out. Yeah. Well, this guy's list, the number one thing was uh, don't work out. Mm-hmm. So to go along with what we're talking about, you know. And I don't know where we were with that. What, with working out? No, no, just... no, with our conversation before we jumped into there. Well, I think when we jumped into this other topic, of which is also about about talking about exercise, oh, I, I know it, it, it was... Yeah, you're ha- in the zone. It, and it was, ha- it was how going through a stressful point yeah. uh, or anything in your life, if you exercise, it... it, it Helps to untie the it knots. It cures it to, yeah. to an extent. My I it does for me. I when I work out, it's not like I am lifting. You always feel better. A hundred, but you, you, you never you never work better. out and regret it. No, you know maybe if you step in a pot, well, I don't know. I'm forty. An ankle. I'm forty six now. I mean, I <laughs> I cleaned out the basement the other day down in Annapolis, and I lifted a whole bunch of stuff. I felt you know I felt accomplished. I got everything out, <laughs> but the next way next day at work, my back started hurting. <laughs> Lying on the couch. I should have called, called him over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? They got to eat too, you know? Oh, yeah. The thing of it is, like, hey, you're spending too much money. Like, no, I'm stimulating the economy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping folks put food on table. Um, I When I run, not to totally blur this point. How far do you run, by one. the way? Well, three to five miles, usually five days a week. Three to five? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, four. that's a big difference three. between three and five. I mean, I'd say on average four. I'd go right in the middle. That's good. Four, yeah. Half hour to 40 minutes. I think that's a good workout, but you're not, you're not overworking your joints not, or your body. I'm, exactly. I, I'm not really built to go too far. It's, it's like two, for, 220, 225. For, it's like for me for swimming is 1,600. <laughs> uh, over 2,000 meters swimming is too far because the next day my shoulders hurt because you're just... You got have great shoulders. I mean, you're that broad. Well, I think it's from the swimming. It's got to be, Probably right? over the years. Can you yeah. still swim three times a week? Somewhere? Not as much anymore. Well, COVID is kind of... You know, Can you get in the pool? You have to call, go online the week ahead now and at 9 a.m. Reserve it. So if it's Monday at 9 a.m., you have to reserve it for the following Monday. The problem is if you call at 9 a.m. and 47 seconds, yeah. the spots are full, filled. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's a tough that's a tough one. But uh, it, unfortunately, through COVID, uh, maybe a lot of people have done the same thing or feel the same way. Else I feel like I've gotten a little more soft. Oh yeah, you know, my wife and I and the, and the kids were down in, in Florida about a month ago, mm-hmm. right after Easter, and I said to her, I said. I said, did you put my swimming trunks in the dryer? <laughs> she goes, no, they're the same size. You just have changed a little bit. Yeah. You and might, that was a really you nice had a couple of lobsters that, last night. Uh, you know, some uh, French fries. I must have had lobsters like for a year. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't, 
still fit. Yeah, yeah. But I just remember August uh, of more play. August of 2020, I would tighten up. You know, it was one of those kind of cool band suits where you tighten up so had, cool. had ties, yeah. and I would tie it tight. It would after I jumped in, the the, the bathing suit would get wet. It would loosen up and fall down. I thought the same thing would happen. I jumped in and swam for about two hours, or not, but probably two, uh, half an hour. Yeah. I got out. It was. I think it might have been tighter. <laughs> <laughs> Went on the water to the wash. It was dry. I don't know. Can't be your waistline. Yeah. <laughs> I, I blame it on COVID, and I couldn't get in the pool enough. Blame it on wearing wearing masks no. around everyone, and, and 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 being at home and not moving, not working out, and wearing a mask. Basically, mm-hmm. thanks. Uh, so. Um, I was. Is, is I was, that a checklist you have there, or just doodling? Doodle. Yeah. I heard. I read something, or heard something that you think seventeen percent better if you have a pen in your hand. Really? I guess it's like you're 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 more active, you're more engaged, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You feel more like uh, productive or plugged well, in when you're talking to someone, or just doing an activity. Um, both probably. Yeah, I mean, because like you and I right now are talking, shouldn't you put that pen down and look me in the eyes and so we can communicate? Oh, I, I've been doing that. Okay. I'm not going sure. to stare right through your I'm just skull. challenging what you said. I'm, yeah, not no, saying, no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm right. No, that's fine. Um, I oftentimes think, like, sometimes when I talk, a lot of times I'll go, like, I'll look over, like, that direction. Because I heard also another thing that, like, you're tapping into, like, a part of your brain by your eye movements when you talk. You're trying to access thoughts and words and things. <laughs> Folks, we're like depending all on over, your. We're all over the map your, with this podcast. But I love it. The sphere of your brain, you know, the, the different uh, orbs. What's the left side? Orbs. Left side is more mathematic, and the right side is more creative. I think. I always think of it like the re- the reverse of like politics. <laughs> I always usually think that like left would be artsy. This is this is secret code. I think the left side has more feelings, and the right side has more logic. Is that? <laughs> Are you, are you are you playing off the political thing? Ah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> much, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we, there is there is there are like like trained um, pathologists. Is that the right word? No, 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 no. It's not the right. Word. You were the teacher. What's I don't the know. what's the uh, lie detector test? Lithograph? Or? I don't know. Talking to a cop. <laughs> I would just say that <laughs> they're they're trained like they're detectives mm-hmm. that will look at the person and if they're looking up in the wrong direction with their eyes when they're trying to say something mm-hmm. they don't understand one of them's for imagination and one of them's for facts do you know who are det- one of them's for truth one's for lying do you know who's a really good de- detective mm. wives <laughs> they know what everything. is it about women that they, they just, just they just know women are cool they, they are. know they know freaking truth they know and truth and, and they know nonsense yeah i guess but they're detecting. They, 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 if, if a if a husband or boyfriend or the man they're seeing has done yeah. something wrong, they are detectives. They yeah, will, they will figure it out. Yeah, they have a, a, a stronger ability to do that than generally men do. Well, they have a lot of stronger abilities. I, I, physically, I'm, I'm strength that we are stronger. But there's a reason why the good man upstairs said, "Yeah, yeah, chose create, them. create everyone equal." And everyone's, you know, heard that story where it's like. I mean, I don't, if if a man was responsible for having a child, there'd be thirteen of us on the whole entire planet. <laughs> We'd be, you know, <laughs> so well, it's so that's it's, it's so well said. Um, I mean, the whole argument of like, you take every man and, and the planet, 
and you average. Does this include Matt Trophy too? <laughs> yeah, the alley cat. Want to throw him in the mix? Um, and you average their bench press. Mm-hmm. Okay, get a number. Take every woman on the planet. Average their bench press. Mm-hmm. The men's going to be higher than women, guaranteed. Put the house on it. Yeah. Um, but to your point, it's like, all right, fine. Men are physically superior. We can go down the rabbit well, hole, but yeah. down the rabbit hole. I would hole, say superior. Generally, physically stronger. Physically. Isn't that the same thing? Well, I think when you say superior, especially now that it's 2021, you got to be careful with superior. Some people listening to this might say they're stronger. Yeah, stronger, not superior. I don't see the, I don't see any difference. When you talk about physicality. I, mean, I wish my first divorce lawyer was more superior over my ex-wife's lawyer. But yeah. you know, that's a different that's a different ball of wax. Uh, but I'm just I'm just talking about pure all right, bench squat yeah. whatever. If I look at you. And I look at uh, another woman. Yes, you're, you're. I'm talking about all men on the planet. Anyway, yeah. you get the. Not, well, I don't know about all men. Average of all men. The average yeah. and the yeah. average men are here, women are here. Yeah. It's indisputable, I think. Um, and I'm not an absolute guy. Um, so, yes, like God made everyone equally. Women have. No, he didn't make us all equal. He made us different. Um. Fine, he made made us different, but like when our men are are physically stronger mm-hmm. on the whole, and women women have the advantage of being lie detectors. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their superpower. They do. You know, over over men. I mean, you get everyone different, yes, but I always say that um the way that God helped to create everyone equally because he there is a there's a genius talent or there's some sort of super hero trait in every one of us mm-hmm. just gotta find it you know? is this our closing or we get to talk more i'm not sure I, we're almost we're just finishing the introduction okay good that's fine. getting warmed that's up fine. <laughs> i know when i left earlier today after work courtney said uh how long are you going to be there? I said, ah, probably like eight. She goes, I'll see you at 11. If you're talking with him, you're going to be there a long time. Uh, wrapping good. We're wrapping good. We can wrap it up. We're wrapping good. Do you edit this or you just keep going? Um, I tell people I edit it, but I've never read it once. Yeah. Do you know how? No. Yeah. Uh, that's why. I can figure it out. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. You should call. Like, as, I, as I told you, the, the nuts and bolts. Call, call Trope and have one of his modern day. 14 year old kids come over <laughs> if we need to be at ed- ed- they, they will know exactly what to do i think i don't think you're wrong at all no. but the thing about the essence of like this my this show i like to think is like how real it is and there doesn't need if you mess up i mess up you know like mm-hmm. i messed up the word you know that's that's life yeah. as men, we're actually we're experts at messing up exactly yeah. getting back to the whole thing <laughs> everyone's equal but not or different we're different yeah Everyone is different, different, but, I, but the same. Everyone, everyone has. I think. I, I think that. I, I do think that everyone has a genius talent or trait. It I, might not I, I get think, magnified. I, I think you're right. It might not be an Einstein. It might not be a Leonardo. It might not be um, like a Santana Moss or whatever it might be, LeBron James, and get magnified on the, that sort of scale. But everyone has an ability to, to do something that's on a really high level. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think call me, call people, me an optimist. I think, I, I think some people are naturally gifted, and they do extraordinary things. I think some people like in what 
I mean, an example of a, an extraordinary person? No, 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 no. no. I, 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 I kind of misspoke. But I think keep going with what you're saying. You said a lot, some people are naturally gifted. They are. And other people, what? Put in a lot of effort. They have extra challenges, which sometimes I think can be a blessing. That might be their genius talent, which is perseverance. Absolutely. I mean, I can't say the person's name, but I was actually talking on the phone today. He's an extremely successful man in his uh, mid-60s. The guy is severely ADD. Mm -hmm. But he harnessed that and became very successful. Where some people would see that as a a negative or a fault. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, well, I can't do this because I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy took his crutch mm-hmm. and, and turned into something good, turned mm-hmm. into something positive. Kevin Gibbon used to say, we're going to turn our faults into strengths. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a lot easier said than done. You know, sometimes, if you, you know, if you don't know how to draw. Well, that's that true. Well. I mean, I have a lot of faults, so I must be perfect by now at 40. Forty, uh, <laughs> what am I, 46 years old? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. You know the difference between 40 and 46 is? At 46, you just stop caring about your faults. <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. Matt Jager. Uh, ever, get, yeah. ever get Jagermeister? How many times did you... Uh, Jagermeister? Yeah. Jagermeister, Jagermeister? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's gotta probably be... Probably 4,932 times. <laughs> I mean, you can still count since, that Since out. last month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Well, no, you know, we had a boat name, Jägermeister. I didn't know that. We did. Cool. But it was spelled J-A-E-G-E-R-M-E-I-S-T-E-R, which Jägermeister means the hunt master. Mm-hmm. Or the mm-hmm. drink, which tastes horrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it's college drinks. I remember getting, I remember drinking way too much of that a couple of nights. I don't even think college kids drink that stuff I, anymore. I did it, Duke, yeah. a couple of times. Didn't end well. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Jägermeister would cure COVID. They don't need a vaccine. They should just start doing shots of Jaeger. <laughs> Put in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get uh, Fauci on the horn. Who's the, who's, the, who's, the, who's the scarf lady? The scarf queen? Uh, oh, the blonde hair lady? Yeah. I can't remember. She seems, She looks really tired, yeah. though. I haven't seen her in a while. Oh, probably she right. might be down in Mar-a-Lago. Right in something. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... What else? Do you normally ha- wear a shirt like that half on button? What <laughs> <laughs> call for robe? Huh? You kind of look like Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> TM coming on the huh? chair soon. I think I, I see uh, a couple people jumping over the fence with guns. Chicho, get the yale. Vamos, vamos. I am the bad guy. So, yeah, we've talked about a lot tonight. We've talked yeah. about someone of divorce. We've talked about how shrinks do help. Exercise. You know where the, word, the term shrink comes from? I don't. It shrinks your brain. Stop thinking so much. Oh. I think. That's my own take on it. I'll tell you when I did write that check for the divorce lawyer, my brain shrunk. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. You know what, though? Your challenges in life, you have to laugh about. Yeah. I love that I can look back now and laugh at the certain aspects of the divorce. But uh, take me out of the equation. Challenge in his life, there's nothing better than having a challenge, coming, overcoming it, and being able to look back at it and make a joke about it. Yeah. It's like the idea is like you win or you lose. Yes. There's no loss. Yeah. You know? But sometimes like 
people can take some of they people have a breaking point, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the stress can become too much that it, I mean, it's pointing toward, you know, not a win that it, that it breaks the person down. Let's get really serious. What's what was the most stressful thing you ever had to go through in your life? I mean, let's let's make let's let's go ahead, go ahead. Between thirteen and eighteen, answer that or eighteen. I would say that I would say this truthfully: playing lacrosse for Duke was um, the most stressful thing. It was probably the most stressful thing because I wasn't that comfortable doing it. Did you want to do it? I don't know what I wanted to do back then. Truthfully. It wasn't that really wasn't well, it wasn't a happy time. You, you weren't alone. You, yeah, I mean, you, I know it wasn't happy. I was not happy, very happy through my college years, and I played the cross for five so years. Like there. high school more than college. Um, kind of. Were you happier in high school? I'm happier were, now. You were happier in 39. college. No, in co- you were happier in college than high school. Or I was happier in high school than college. Yeah. Why? Because I don't think I was. Uh, I don't know if I was meant, another disposition, mentally, wanted to play lacrosse at that high level mm-hmm. um, and be like that crazy competitor. I'm not doing that. I'm competitive. I'm not a uh, crazy competitive like that. And it seemed to me maybe a wrong fit doing what I did. You were falling in line with the norm. Yeah. You thought you were supposed to do. Well, people were kind of like telling me and what I should do and. Did, yeah. you, did your dad play lacrosse? My dad uh, was a great athlete. He uh, he won BCC Sportsman of the Year mm-hmm. his senior year. Hurt his shoulder. He went to Virginia Tech. He didn't play, he didn't play anything in college. It, it wasn't, you it, are a local then at BCC. Yeah. yeah. My mom was a uh, Whitman, Whitman Viking. Um, But... They didn't, you know, they didn't know. They figured this is like something that I would enjoy no. doing. But I, my, the stress. Yeah, but by college, you either want to do something stress, or you yeah. I mean, some people develop later than others. I think mm-hmm. I, I developed late. I'm getting married at 39. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a, smart. Around, might be uh, the best decision you ever made. Yeah. Around playing was uh, so high. And then you can think about other. Because I didn't, I don't know if I really wanted to do it. I didn't think I really wanted to do it. And to do to be doing something that is really not, I don't think, totally in league or in line with your soul, for me anyway, throws you the fuck off. Um, Say it again. Throws you off. Throws you off. Fucks with you. Yeah. Um, and you could, I could say, the death of my father, or death of my grandfather, or other, I mean, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, I. I'm, well, I'm, like I'm, I'm equipped. You were looking I'm, for an excuse. Not I'm like equipped. It. I'm equipped to handle this. Yeah. You know, I, I can. I can handle this. You know, it's a uh, part of my. Uh, it's in my it's, my, it's my your, arsenal. It's part of your psyche. It's you know? part of your psyche. It's who, it's who you are. But yeah. the 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 lacrosse thing, I don't know. I don't think I. I think lacrosse is a great sport. My, a, both my I, kids. I love watching. It. I love uh, both my kids are doing coaching. it right now, and they they love it. Like, and you coach lacrosse tonight, which is it's a phenomenal <laughs> sport. Yeah, it's a hard sport mm-hmm. because you're running constantly. It's a big field. It's a big field. But the only I I I only played lacrosse briefly 
uh, I'm talking one season. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't. It was one of the sports where I was never a great basketball player either. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, look, I'm about as white as I come. <laughs> but lacrosse is a great sport, but it's not something that it carries through in your adult years. Mm-hmm. You and your friends have never said, hey, let's go outside and throw the lacrosse ball. You yeah. said, let's go, go play, play some pickup. Let's go play. Let's go play golf or let's go play tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Or let's, no, go, no, yeah, right. or let's go get a drink. Yeah. Or, you know. So it's a, it's a phenomenal sport. I mean, every every sport is because it you know for at least for for boys and and you know, young males it's it's a camaraderie, it's structure, it's you know they're getting out there. I think and, also at that point, uh, to interrupt you, um, mm-hmm. I was developing an understanding. I was seeing the first signs of like a sort of some sort of mental illness that I still have. And, and which is what? Which is, I think, to a form of bipolar, but it's a mm-hmm. my it's bipolar two. You mean uh, that which one- is like I experience pretty elated highs, and then I also experience mm-hmm. lows. But I'm not like you know of the bipolar one of which that I'm like running in the streets or or trying to call the president, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a solo form a, of that. You, you start that. You or, start seeing that or, or feeling that in college. Correct. So you were twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I have researched bipolar. Usually, it's late teens when it starts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we mm-hmm. all do have ups and downs. But I, I'm not trying to. Mm. But you know. I don't know. Um, it's either that or some form of depression that. Started set in then mm-hmm. and lasted through my 20s until I was 30. Went to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Smoked the peyote now. Yeah. Um, but I was out there. Peyote, is that marijuana? I'm not quite, I'm not even quite sure what it yeah. is. <laughs> Everyone's like, you're smoking the peyote. I'm like, peyote. Sure. It's like somebody, something from a cactus or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh. Um, don't worry with it. Came back and I was like, I need to address these, this, whatever's mm-hmm. going on in my head here. So uh, the, my 30s have been. Trying to screw down on what's uh, what you want to do? Go on my brain, yeah, my brain chemistry. So, and I've got a pretty okay handle on that now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I think we're still live. I think we're still recording. Um, I, I, I Folks, definitely we had to take a break because he had to talk to his uh, life safe or his life coach. <laughs> so we're back now. Who's back. sitting yeah, across the table from me? No, my yeah, my By the way, it's, it's shrink. It's Forty-nine degrees outside and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing out there? So you talk to Wolfman. Is it is it a he or she? It's a he. Once a week, twice a week. No, I mean he's like, he's like my. So I have a, a therapist that mm-hmm. I go to. I talk with a couple times, or I should say, every two weeks, every two, every three weeks, maybe. And every three weeks, really. It's every two or every three. Yeah, it's a long stretch. Yeah. Um. And then I have a. But you're consistent with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like ten years. A psychiatrist that kind of like deals with medication. Mm -hmm. And I check in with him twice a year. Met with him today, and everything's fine. I'm not gonna not changing a thing. Overall, um, at a pretty good state. Uh, You know, Debbie and I Mm -hmm. um, are moving toward marriage. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason for my depression, but like it's been it's been hard. 
It's been hard. I don't believe that either. And don't tell her <laughs> that. Or guess what? You won't be getting married. <laughs> or you'll, you'll have an unhappy marriage. <coughs> but I know, I know the name and number to a great divorce lawyer if you need it. Oh, boy. We're not going down that rabbit hole. Are you but, happy like, deal, but dealing with Debbie and her sort of residual from her relationship oh. in the last few months has... Uh, Put a mental like wet blanket over me. You, you know what's nice about dating a person who is divorced? Hmm. As you, you know, you start to realize like I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. <laughs> their their life has issues just like mine. Exactly. I just needed to find one. I found her. I'll tell you, I've, I've never trusted someone who says all the time that their life is perfect. Oh, everything's great. You know, it's sunshine and you know. nah, it's either BS or they live in the Midwest and they farm. If you. Uh, it's great to be optimistic, but overly optimistic people. I'm like, if you're that perfect, and even people that I, there are a few people I know, and I'm not going to mention names, who I look at them like they're attractive. Financially, they're great. Every time I see them, they're nice as can be. And they always say everything's great. Mm-hmm. I envy that, but I don't. That's too perfect. I mean, if you know that if you, something is too perfect, you, it's too perfect. It's like the like in two thousand eight, home sales and condom market was crazy, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. But if it's too good to be perfect, mm-hmm. then it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. There's actually true. there's only a few people I've met who are actually pretty perfect. Their name is the Billions family. <laughs> billions family. The billion. The billions. Billions family. Tommy, Eric, Scotty. And, uh, Billings, the Billings. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. actually are like one of the nicest families. Yeah, that, you know. Yeah. My, my father told me once. I remember this is obviously when he was still alive. He goes, "They are one of the nicest families." Yeah, they're they're smart, they're extremely good looking, they're athletic, and they're happy. Yeah, and they're nice. They are nice. They're, they are. They're, they are the exception. And if they ever listen to this podcast, I just gave you guys a, a great um, plug. Yeah, or, yeah, I, yeah, I. But not everyone's like that, and I'm sure that they have issues just like everyone else does. Yeah, and maybe some people look at me and, and thinks that everything in my life is perfect, but nothing in life is perfect for everyone. I love my life now. Yeah, yeah, good. good. Um, You're in a good spot. I, I think sometimes people, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm good. They just say it, mm-hmm. you know. They don't be like, you know, you walk, to, it depends who you're talking to, right? Mm-hmm. See uh, a friend of yours and you know I'm okay, they probably say, yeah, everything's good, how you doing? And move on and go take a shower, go work out or whatever it might be. Because mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to burn you. So, yeah. Actually, you know what? You got five minutes to sit down so I can unload this or that on you, you know? Unless yeah, you do, do well, I mean, I, I think nine times out of ten, to- ten when people... Even if it's a good friend, and they, like, hey, how, how are you? Like, I haven't seen you in a while. How's it? It's like, oh, everything's great. That's what they want you to say. Yeah. They don't want you to, unless it's a certain situation where, you know, it's like two dudes or two girls hanging out and they can actually sit down and talk about, then you might. What's actually going on? What's, what, yeah, screw down on home. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Please. You and I have been sitting down for, what, 47 minutes, roughly? We're probably going on an hour. Okay. We're up over now. Right. Yeah, we're over now. If I. We're talking about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Being honest, if I ran into you at Brookville, mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, Billy, how you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, everything's great." Yeah. Hey, what'd you get? I got a bacon and cheese. Yeah. Nice. By the way, right. I can't find my credit card. I have nine dollars for my club sandwich. Yeah. 
yeah. By the way, Olympia Diner does have, I think, one of the best club sandwiches. Really? I like it because it's the turkey is the processed meat. Mm-hmm. I think the bacon's from 1942. <laughs> but, Seasoned to perfection. But, you know. It comes together nicely. Extra mayo. Slab it <laughs> on there. I, I, I go in there almost once a week, I think. Uh-huh. And every time the, the one guy or the one he's like, white bread or wheat bread toasted? I'm like, come on now. White. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I want wheat, I'll go to Whole Foods. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking to get out of here for under $8, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> but it's a processed turkey and that, no. all, that seasoned bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a great spot. That whole strip is phenomenal. Oh, it's like stepping back. Market. It's like stepping back. It's frozen in time. Yeah. I, I, talk, remember, I, mean, I remember when there used to be a gas station there. How many gas don't we? Um, which side? That uh, Lemon Twist? The, the guy who owns a barbershop that yeah. does everything except cut hair, but is outside smoking cigarettes all the time. The <laughs> John, Greek guy? John? Yeah. <laughs> like... Do you yeah, work for, lined uh, like, up on the windowsill? It's like, do you work for Phil Morris or cut hair? <laughs> I mean, he's out there. I took my son Matthew there once. He's by, hysterical. For, no, he's very, and, and the wife is very nice. Yeah, know, she so is. She's way, they're way old school. I asked him too. I said, do you know Pete from the Parthenon? They're like, oh, yes, we do. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. It's a little like Greek mafia. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to sound a little prejudiced right now, but I think Greeks and Italians are very similar. They're very family oriented and they know yeah. everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't do much outside of like their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in this area, gatherings. I mean, the Irish Catholic Mafia. I think they're actually all related. Yeah, I mean, the girl you were talking about earlier actually might be related to you. Yeah. What, what are was, you? What are you? Are you Irish? What is Garish? Mostly English. Is that Swahili. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, English. Close, not too close to the equator. English. A little bit of Irish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mostly English. My dad used to trace lineage all the way back to I don't know, I, Battle of Normandy. I'm trying to look at you right now. Like, uh, I guess you, I don't know if you look English or uh, you just look like Billy Garris to me. Damn right. No, right. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. No. Um, <laughs> this man is obviously very confident right now. He must, <laughs> a, he must have had a wonderful session with his therapist yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Shrunk my brain. Uh, but no, I, you know what? The, the, the whole thing, you know, I think there's a stigma with therapists. Yeah, it has been. It's especially less, I think. They're, they're, look, if you're closing on a house, you get a lawyer or you have a realtor. You want, mean, if you want, I mean, if you got a hurt arm, you're going to go to orthopedic. Any, any challenge in life, the best thing you can do is get someone to help you that's better doing what you're going through than, than you are. The professional. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I I know you know. I think you know, we're in commercial real estate, and I remember my dad told me, and and used to re- tell my brothers this too. He goes, "The best thing if you're really smart, you get people that are smarter than then, smarter than you to work for you, make you money. Mm-hmm. Find yourself with smarter yeah. people, and, and and hopefully they don't figure out how smart they are and they stay there for a while. But once they do, they leave and do it. They're <laughs> like, I'd rather do this for myself, myself. Than, than someone else. Exactly. Exactly. Um. All right, brother. Any, any parting words? I don't know. I, I could talk to you for another two hours. No kidding. Truth. Flowing. Yeah. In the beginning, you were like, what are we going to do? Is there an agenda? I'm like, ah, sort well, of. We're, yeah, we're just talking. But I, uh, let me end. Let me. Let me can, say can, we have a multi, say, can we have a multi? I don't know. No, yeah. we can do a series. All right. Come on. 
Uh, I think it's just really good. I think there's natural yeah. chemistry connection. Um, in the beginning, you said talk, um, talk about things, and mm-hmm. we're ending with talking about things. And yeah. what we're doing is talking well, about we're things. We talk about things all the time, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, you know, people don't want to talk about, you know, divorce. They don't want to talk about hard subjects, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's uh, if it's the hard things applied to to everyone, and everyone's got um, challenges and difficulties, except mm-hmm. for the Billingses, um, and they do too. I I, I, grew, I grew up with them all. They're I mean, they're, they, they are, they, they they're are, wonderful. They, they're on the spectrum. They're way up. They're there. They're a wonderful family. They are. Um, but uh, the one of the I, mean, I don't know them. I I know I've known them for I don't know ten years, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But from what I my sense is, mm-hmm. every time I see them, they're very nice to me, and they're nice right. to everyone else. And I I don't know. A the same thing. I would say the same thing about yeah. you. Yeah. As far as I've been around you. So, uh, keep doing what you're doing when you're around me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're tangled up, tango on from uh, from uh, son of a woman. But what I'm trying to say is that if if thing if things are ta- talking about things with people and like you said, professionals deal with your bring, issues, bring you closer to yourself, and uh, hopefully untying knots. So you got that out there, everyone. So do I get to say something now, too? I don't know. Parting words. First of all, thank you for having me over. It's a pleasure. This is good. It's been one of the best. It's for me, been, it's, it's been really one good. of the best, truly. I, I would so say. I'm like deeper than most. Great. That's, yeah. that's you know what? That's actually what everyone wants. They're just afraid sometimes to actually talk about it. But yeah. If anything, I learned, not learned, but but would like to tell everyone or anyone who listens to this, this podcast, hopefully hundreds of thousands of people, <laughs> <laughs> is. Don't ever be afraid to talk about your problems with people. Mm-hmm. You hold it in, it's going to bury you. It's going to grow. And if you're stressed out, go exercise. Amen, bro. Amen. Exercise and, and, and talk. How about that? Do. And, and also just realize that everyone has the same problems in life. They're just different. And everyone has issues. Exercise and talk. It is. I mean, my inspiration for this thing is Joe Rogan, and mm-hmm. he's a freak MMA guy, martial arts, and he does he has the most successful podcast in the world. You know, ten million plus subscribers. Which, by the way, it means that he probably had more problems than anyone that's listening to what our podcast is here. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, your podcast. Mm-hmm. No. So he he gr- he grinded it. He worked out, and he talked about it, and. Mm-hmm. Life seems to be good for him. But uh, one last thing about, about the divorce, if mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are we please like we redlining? No, I mean, there's plenty of data. Sean Hannity coming on in two minutes. <laughs> 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 but uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. Hmm? Well, it's okay. Talk about the weather. I love this weather. It's nice. Actually, it was nice to sit in here and we didn't sweat at all. I hate sweating. I've been in this house before. I'm like, why won't the guy just turn the air conditioner on? <laughs> I'm like, either it's not Funny. on or he's low on Freon. On. <laughs> why I, does he uh, have a fire going in June? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I love the bird things. Um, you, fit, you remember it? Hmm? Uh, you remember it? I thought I'd talk about the weather and it might come back to you. The topic. Whatever you want to say about divorce. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
I heard, part, I heard weather part. and divorce. No, no, no. I thought I'd just talk about something different. Oh. And which will allow your brain to relax. Oh, you, so you, you want to talk about something I'm an expert in? Divorce, yeah. No, no. So you can remember your final thing that you want oh. to say oh, about oh, divorce. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's trying, trying to do you solid. But it's okay. We can save it for the next episode if you'd like. Yeah, I think this is part one of part. Of, of you know, many. Yeah. Cheers, part, my friend. Part one of part nine. It looks but, like it's time for a touch up. Thank you for. Uh, my first podcast. Thank you, bro. It's been a treat. Total treat. All righty. Signing off. Pillar of community, Matthew Jager. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Tomorrow's a big holiday for those like Muslims. All the, all the schools are off tomorrow for a they Muslim are? holiday. What is tomorrow? Uh, the Eid. E-I-D. Eid. That's I'm what they do sure. for short. I don't know. I don't know about... Matthew's at Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I'm not sure. That's what we'll talk about next time.